Welcome back to Let's Talk About Today with Arvin. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are back after a two-month hiatus. Hope everyone's doing well. I'm here with the amazing social media commentator and now running for the liberal candidacy in the riding of Nepean, Tyler Watt. Tyler, how's it going? Hi, Arvin. Thank you so much for having me. Glad to be back. It's always super fun coming on your pod, so thanks for having me. Now, Tyler, tell me, in the couple of months that I know you now have a podcast, it's called What's Going On. Is that correct? It is. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, we haven't, you haven't done an episode. I haven't done an episode. Has there been much going on in the past couple of months, Tyler? No, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) It's been, I mean, like, you know, 2020, it's just been so chill and and uh, really easy for everyone so <laughs> yeah there haven't been any elections or anything have there <laughs> no certainly not certainly not. <laughs> not, not nothing that is scaring me to my very core about something that could happen on tuesday <laughs> yeah well the funny thing is halloween is supposed to be the spookiest night of the year and that was yesterday but like it's pretty obvious that tuesday is going to be the spookiest night of the year and if you don't know what tuesday is happening for the people listening tuesday november 3rd is the u.s election and oh boy, oh boy, Joseph R. Biden and Donald J. Trump head to head. Who will come out as the victorious candidate? That's the question. And the, the other question is whether anyone's actually going to win on November 3rd. Like, that's just crazy. Tyler, do you think that on November 3rd, when you're watching on CNN, ABC, whatever, do you think that by whatever, 3 a.m., 4 a.m., there's going to be some results? Well, I was reading that that people think we will have some form of like overall electoral results for most states mm-hmm. um, by 3 a.m. So they people think that we will most likely know who won the election. But in terms of, you know, the nitty gritty and uh, some Senate races, it could be weeks to months before we actually know those results just because of the mail in ballots and and various other reasons that are going to be delaying the results but i certainly hope that we know uh, who wins on tuesday just because i think that for most people we're pretty worried and anxious about this um it's so bizarre going into this u.s election four years after the last one i i still remember like going and hanging out with my uh, two of my good friends. One of them uh, is is American, and he moved up here, Canada, to uh, to be with his husband. And we were all super excited about the the election and the first female president. And I had on a American flag tank top, oh, and we were like, we were like, we were so pumped. And then. And then it happened, and then <laughs> and then it went from being a celebration to uh, like you know mourning, and just couldn't like could not believe it. And for four years, my entire nursing undergrad, we've had this dark orange cloud hovering over us uh, that is Donald Trump, and I feel like I've watched the United States just like plummet and move towards this like fascist um, style of leadership under Trump. Well, Tyler, that night, did you think that 
with when you were with your friends and you saw the results and Donald Trump has been elected president, did you think, oh boy, what's the worst that can happen? And then <laughs> cut to now where it's like global pandemic recession us 200 like there's over a million people that have died from covid19 around the world and then it's like you can't even gather with your friends to watch the election night results which mm-hmm. is a bummer because i want to share the pain slash celebration with someone or perhaps my confusion if there are no results that are like you know conclusive right um, yeah. yeah yeah i actually i i will be doing a viewing party um, through Zoom with some of my friends that are, you know, super politically in tune and whatnot. But I do have to work uh, at the hospital the next morning. So I probably should not stay up until 3 a.m. <laughs> um, but I, it's, it's going to be kind of weird going to bed early because, uh, you know, I have to be up and working by 7.30. So uh, it's going to be weird going to bed, like not knowing what the results are. And then waking up, of course, the first thing I'm going to do is check my phone and see if you want. It's like Christmas morning. <laughs> it's uh. like Christmas morning as a kid rushing up to the tree to see what the presents are. You're like rushing to your phone. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Well, as you said, the Senate results and congressional races, those could take for, you know, perhaps weeks to count in all the mail-in votes and make a conclusive, uh, you know, statement as into you know, who won. Uh, some of the races that people are looking at are, you know, in um, uh, Lindsey Graham's area oh, and yeah. um, Mitch McConnell's. Lose. Oh, yeah. You just named two of the top ones that I want to see unseated. Mitch McConnell is is probably the worst thing to ever happen to politics in the United States. Definitely. Um, just the blatant hypocrisy and and just really, really callous moves that he's made. I mean, he was dancing on RBG's um, grave the day that she died. Um, the, you know, how they refused to let Obama nominate um, Merrick Garland. Was it, Gar- was it Merrick Garland? Um, citing, well, there's an election coming up and it was like a year out, so we need to let America decide. Yet, in the fast forward to, to this case, um, there's an election coming up in a matter of weeks. And they couldn't wait to to uh, put through another nom- nominee. It's just the, the classic conservatives with double standards and and whatnot. And anyways, yeah. Mitch McConnell is just absolutely horrendous. Yeah, um, honestly, the king of I, filibustering, like, the epitome of evil almost. And uh, <laughs> I would love to see him unseated. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, past Republican Senate House leader, Senate leaders and House leaders. I mean, they're nothing compared to Mitch McConnell. Um, and then they confirmed Amy Coney Barrett. She's the new Supreme Court justice. And this this is a pretty good segue into what we, what we can expect uh, post-election night. So there's a high probability of that night on November 3rd or the morning of November 4th, we wake up to the reality that the results are not conclusive. And what we are hoping, um, I don't know if you've checked this out, but so far over like 80 million people have already voted and there's a lot of, which voting. is crazy because yeah, it's never happened it like before 60, in history. 60 million people voted in the last election. I think, yeah, I think so. And it's, it's like, that's a lot of people and it's more, it's right. I think today it's like perhaps like over 90 million, I think. Um, that's, that's amazing. And I think that bodes well for the Democrats because I, I don't see I don't see Trump and the Republicans having their share of votes increased. 
If anything, it's at a standstill at Trump's 30% plus minus a couple points. Um, but I, I really think that that bodes well for the Dems. But at the end of the day, all, all that matters is, I, I mean, it's a terrible system. It's an, their electoral system uh, that really is very undemocratic and makes absolutely no sense. But that's what they that's how they elect people. And all that matters is the swing states like it's really coming down to Florida. And remember that Trump won by very slim margin yeah. across three states back in 2016. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote by over three million votes, but Trump won the electoral college vote. And well, something that I really thing. worry about, and you, you, you already touched on this, but now that the Supreme Court is stacked and it, there's all these right wing judges on there now, uh, I do worry that the Republicans are going to call um, you know, voter fraud and, and, you know, Trump's already saying, oh, they're throwing mailboxes into the alligators and just, just all this nonsense. Well, the irony and, of what, what him it, saying that was that, like, they actually, like, the federal government in the U.S., they've been, like, taking away mailboxes and, like, removing it. Like, it's complete voter suppression, both on the state government sides and the federal government. Like, they don't want certain people to be voting in this election. They want to make it hard. Oh, well, well, Republicans have been doing that for, for decades now. You look at how intense gerrymandering is, which is literally uh, where they redraw districts to basically uh, make it as Republican oriented as possible. Um, mm. They also have voter suppression, voter ID laws that are uh, quite oppressive towards marginalized populations, low income um low-income populations, uh, areas that are predominantly uh, uh, for uh, black Americans living there, uh, do, doing things like where Republican governors will get rid of every single voting poll except for one, where people then have to travel to, you know, whether it's half an hour, well, hour, dude, hours, in Houston, and then in wait, Houston. In, wait in line for eight hours just to vote i I read they they're doing this in houston which is like one of the largest cities in the united states i think they have like a population of over two million people and that's exactly what they're doing like there are like less than i think like a dozen polling places that you can go to and vote in like one of the largest cities in the u.s and that's that's blatant voter suppression like you the government should be making voting as easy as possible that's why you have like in some countries voting election days is day days off and you can go and if you don't vote you get fined because this democracy is a it's i mean we it's our right but it is also a privilege and if you don't exercise it then what's the point of having it? Like you have to take part in democracy, and that's why voting is so important. Because as you said, like on election night, we could see the popular vote. Like there could be Joe Biden could have like ten million more votes than Trump, and that mm. that doesn't matter at all. Like we would be waiting in anticipation into you know seeing what the like the states how they how they go like florida pennsylvania michigan texas perhaps texas is up in the air i i heard even mm -hmm. like georgia is up in the air as well like this this is great that these are like swing states that biden is perhaps gonna win but nothing is guaranteed people need to yeah. vote and um yeah, for sure on onto onto the fact that like what we're expecting post uh, you mentioned it the Supreme Court is now six to three I believe right um, like it's six to three con like more conservative than liberal 
And that could be an issue because you have three specific Supreme Court justices who were appointed by Donald Trump. And insane. Yeah. And, and <laughs> think about the fact that like if if after a week, you know, it comes out, OK, Joe Biden, he's won, you know, whatever, 300 electoral points. He is elected president. And then Donald Trump's going to say, well, no, there's uh, some irregularities in voting. Some voter, you know, there's some issues with the mail-in ballots. The alligators, as you've mentioned, Tyler, the alligators, <laughs> they're eating all they're eating all the ballots. It's horrible. It's, it's, so <laughs> and he's going to be like Amy Coney Barrett. That Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, my friends. I'm gonna the, my friends will that sounded sort of like Doug Ford for a second there, but but yeah, it's gonna go to the Supreme Court. Perhaps he's gonna take this to the Supreme Court and say, "You guys make this decision. You guys say whether this is you know these results are validated or not." And this this is basically what happened in 2000 as well, because I mean that was way closer between George Bush and Al Gore and Al Gore had more votes and the issue with Florida. And, but then Bush became president, blah, dee, da, dee, da. But this is like, like this is that on steroids because <laughs> Donald Trump has appointed three of these Supreme court justices. And it's going to be, I mean, I could bet good money that Joe Biden's going to get a lot more of the popular vote, but it's going to, oh, no, no question about that. Exactly. So I am afraid of that possibility. But then there's also another possibility. So Tyler, do you know how the electoral college system works? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm just going to break it down very quickly. Each state has a certain amount of points. And when a state has a majority of support of each party, so say um, the state of Florida goes 51% Democrat, there's a certain amount of points allocated to the Democratic candidates from that state. And so one month after the election, I think it's like December, I think it's before Christmas, but some date in December, each state uh, party, so say Florida get like, you know, 51% of the vote, the Democrats have to send a certain amount of uh, electors that are based on the amount of electoral votes that they got in the state to Washington to vote for president. And usually these electors are supposed to be voting for whoever won the state. So say if, you know, the 51% of Florida goes to the Democrats, those electors have to vote for Joe Biden. What the issue is going to be is that if, say, perhaps like a majority of the states go for Biden, the Trump camp or some people will be swayed. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stand away from using the word bribed, but perhaps these people may not vote for the people who were elected in those states and that could be a that could be an issue because you could have joe biden win the election and perhaps even the supreme court saying yep these election results are good to go and then all of a sudden you have these like state electors saying nope we we're voting for donald trump or perhaps even abstaining from vote i i, I don't know like voting for colin powell or like um bernie sanders or something really crazy because that that happened last election some people did that but if it happens on a large scale that could be that, that could be an issue um, oh, yeah, for sure. And honestly, I recommend people check out Bill Maher and what he's been talking about. I mean, I really appreciate his cynicism. Oh, he's yeah. kind of like me when it comes to Trump right now, where it's <laughs> like you can anything can happen. Uh, like you really have seen Trump just, you know, stop all over democracy and the Constitution over the last four years. And like I would not put anything past him and the Republicans at this point. And the really scary thing about how the United States is run is that a lot of it is based on just tradition 
and nothing is like a lot is not actually written in law. So this entire electoral college shenanigans and strange way that they elect leaders Mm -hmm. is done by tradition. And like you, like you already mentioned, the electoral delegates that go and vote and put their vote in that little coffin that they they walk down. (laughs) It's such a bizarre process. Um, But let's say that Florida goes Democrat. And then you have, like you said, the they Dems, they send these people or whatever to go and vote. But if the Republicans decide, no, there was voting, um, there was some issues with voting, we want you to vote, like ignore the results, and you're going to go and you're going to vote for Donald Trump and the Republicans. Like there's really, there's actually nothing to prevent that from happening, which yeah. is crazy. So hopefully... I'm just being super cynical and hopefully everything goes smoothly on Tuesday and Joe Biden and um, the Dems are victorious. But if that, if that happens, then I think that honestly, as soon as they assume office in January, they have to start cracking down on, on all the stuff because Trump has shown that um, the system you can't is flawed. Just, you, 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 you can't trust people just to do the status quo anymore and they have to make these things into laws. Like you, you can't because if basically if it's not in law, Trump will just do whatever he wants. I mean, he breaks a lot of laws as well, but uh, that that's really how he's gotten away with so much is that if he just doesn't care about what the political norm is, he doesn't care about what tradition is. Same with the Republicans; they don't care about any of that anymore. So they will do whatever they can to stay in power. And yeah. It's, and, it's, and it's frightening. It is frightening. And it's it's beyond like I at this point, I don't even care about the politics of it. This isn't about conservative, liberal, whatever. This is purely about the USA has always been the leader of the free world and standing up for democracy. And I think it is beyond problematic that in the US itself, there are issues of, you know, Democracy. Democracy is not being upheld. And that is an issue. And that's why I hope that, as you said, on November 3rd, Joe Biden is elected president and we can all, you know, take a breather and say, okay, there are going to be some, you know, changes in the system. Some of the things, as you said, the traditional uh, methods are going to be put in you know, writing, right? Because it's, it's, it's crazy that some of this is just up in the air, a tradition. It's, it's, it should be beyond etiquette and it should be law that like, you know, Mm -hmm. you, you need Mm -hmm. to follow through on the results. Right. Mm -hmm. I I just want, they also, they they also need to, um, fix uh, gerrymandering. They need to fix voter suppression. They need to put things into law that, that increase access to voting, not the opposite, because what is happening in the United States is really sad. And it's like, wow, the only way that Republicans can win anymore is by literally rigging stuff and cheating. And that's, that, how is that democratic? Unfortunately so. I think that's, even that problem has led to the the crumbling of the Republican Party as a whole because it's, it's, it's given light to the opportunity for Republicans to just stick with 
ultra-ultra-conservative policies and maybe not even considering some new ideas that could be good for their party, right? Like, I mm-hmm. like I remember when I was, like, you know, I was younger and the Mitt Romney versus Obama election. I'm like, oh, man, we, Mitt Romney, if he gets elected, what would what's going to happen? Everything's going to go, you know, crazy. Everything's going to go haywire. Yeah. And the then good now, old days. Yeah, and it's like now I'm like, I'd be fine with Mitt Romney as president. Like, it's... Oh, I, 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 would, I would be thrilled with him as president at this point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's because it's it comes down to the matter of there are checks and balances. There are laws in place and the no one is above the law. The president is not above the law. But we've seen in these past four years that that is not the case. And the mm-hmm. fact that there's if some person it's it's sort of tyrannical if one person has unlimited power and there's not really any, you know, checks and balances to keep them in place. And so that is why me you everyone is so concerned and uh yeah november 3rd let's hope to god that the results of the election are as as we need them to be joe biden and kamala harris and gosh i I just want to see kamala and joe dancing and clapping on the stage like yeah we're we can go to sleep without like having nightmares about trump now Woo! like that's the kind of thing i want to see that sounds perfect (laughs) yeah so let's hope for the best november 3rd uh gosh let's let's hope for the best i'm praying i'm praying i'm praying gosh well tyler thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really really appreciate it uh all the best to you and tyler you are now running for the liberal candidacy in nepean what can the people do to help you out <clears throat> I am. It's. Uh, I announced on my thirtieth birthday that I'm throwing my hat into the ring. You're thirty. I'm... What? I thought you were like twenty four. You look so young. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. Blessed. Blessed with eternal youth. Uh, <laughs> thanks to my. Thanks to my parents' genetics. But yeah. So I announced on my thirtieth birthday that uh, that I'm seeking the liberal candidacy uh, nomination for the Ontario Liberal Party um, in Nepean, and it's been really amazing. The response has been absolutely incredible the uh the energy and and just people that are supporting me is very touching and um if people want to help out whether it's through um donations or or um volunteering to help make phone calls and whatnot they can head over to tylerwatt.ca uh there's you know links up on the website where you can uh, where you can contact me and my team and be a part of this movement you know it's uh it's it's a tough race both in the nomination and and if i'm successful in securing that nomination it's going to be even a tougher battle going up against lisa mcleod but i think that many people in nepean and ontario would love to see uh, minister mcleod unseated and uh, i believe i'm the person who can do that you know having a young progressive voice who can uh, not only unite part of the progressive parties, the NDP, Green and Liberals, but also get out non-voters, get out young people to vote. Uh, between millennials and Gen Z, we can control every election from 2018 onwards. So let's do it. You know, we can, it's uh, let let's have our voices heard and get real uh progressive candidates at Queen's Park because we've seen what it's like under a Ford majority. And we honestly cannot afford it uh, for many reasons, you know, healthcare, climate change, our economy, Ontario's debt. Exactly. Uh, We literally cannot afford it. 
So let's let's get some real adults at the table who will take things seriously and try to improve the lives of Ontarians instead of uh, just wasting money and gaslighting everyone every day. Well said. What a pitch. Everybody go to tylerwatt.ca. <laughs> yeah. And no, it was good. I, I'm, I'm inspired just from hearing that. tylerwatt.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-W-A-T-T.ca. Go sign up. Even if you're not even in the PN, just go sign up. And um, if you have time to volunteer, just do some phone calls, do whatever is needed to help Tyler because he is the man. I've known Tyler for a while now and he, he is, uh, we need more people like him in Queens Park, 100%. Um, Thank you, Arvin. And if also, if you also have some time and you want to enjoy yourself with uh, indulging into other podcasts, go check out his podcast, What's Going On. It's uh, He has some nice interviews with some pretty cool politicians as well. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for that shout out. Awesome, awesome. Well, Tyler, thanks again for coming on the show. It's always a blast. Um, and yeah, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And Tuesday, stay safe, man. Stay sane, and hopefully you'll be able to get some sleep before that shift. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks right, again. You have, a, you have a great rest of your weekend. Yeah, man. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Stay safe.